right. Good evening, Patriots. It's your boy Scott from Woke Societies. How's everyone doing tonight? I love this picture. I saw this thumbnail out on Twitter. Not a thumbnail. I saw this picture, but I thought it was so, so reminiscent of what we're going to be witnessing in the coming week and what I'm seeing happen out in the world. We have more senators showing up, and we're going to be talking about that tonight. Will the group of 12 be the ones to save our republic? That is the question for tonight, and so many other questions that we're going to be looking into. It's going to be a shorter show probably tonight. Not too many happenings going on, but it's going to be a good time nonetheless. So, welcome in everybody. Again, this is Scott from Oak Societies. Please, if you guys can, the best way to support this show, if you're able to do this, please just go on, go out to Facebook, Twitter, Wherever you got social media still, Gab, Parlor, doesn't matter. Please share these um, share these streams. Just like them, share them, comment. But sharing is the best thing that you guys could do to get the word out there that Woke Societies is still here, still doing shows. I still get messages from people saying, I haven't seen you since October. Where did you go? And it just blows my mind that that still, <laughs> still happens. People thought, some people thought I just gave up, uh, but definitely not the case. So please get the word out there. Um, that we're still here. And remember, we are the news now. So let them know. Let them know. So let me know where you're all from, how you're all feeling today. It feels weird because um, the last time I did a stream, I was on with Red Pill last night, which, by the way, if you guys didn't see that, you guys got to go watch the, uh, the, uh, the stream we did yesterday on his show. It was great. It was a great time. Awesome time with uh, Red Pill. It was a comfy conversation, and it just flew by. We didn't even cover probably 75% of the things we said we are going to cover because just the conversation just takes over. And you get you get locked in and just you go with the flow, and that's the best way to do it. It's the best way to do, it, in my opinion. But we're going to be covering um, this new, all this news uh, with Ted Cruz leading the pack here, getting more and more people uh, to join to join this uh, non-certification going on um, on the sixth. And we're we got all these weird tweets from Lynn Wood, all these weird tweets from Mike Pompeo, so many things to go over. So many things. We're not going to get too tinfoily hat tonight, but we're certainly going to look at things and speculate because speculating is always fun, isn't it? So, yeah. So, guys, yeah, just uh, Twitch Twitch was down earlier today. They've been having some problems. BitChute actually right now has been down and having problems. Um, BitChute's a little bit different, though. They were attacked, again, by uh, quote-unquote organization. And a lot of people hate BitChute. They hate BitChute, and they hate these other platforms like Gab. You want to know why? Because they're they're for patriots. They're housing our content um, that the liberal big tech corporations, they cannot stand. And they're doing everything they can to shut us up. And uh, so Twitch is still up, and I think people are coming in now. People, I thought I was the platform today because I went in. I tried to link my stream up, and it said it wasn't connecting. I go on my profile on my computer wouldn't let me log in through woke societies and I go on my phone and I look and all my videos are gone I'm like yeah there it is I didn't even that was the first time I didn't even I didn't feel sick about getting to platform because it's happened to me so many times you just get used to it but I thought today was the day but it wasn't so you guys out on Twitch just be ready if you hate D live I'm sorry you can go check out pill or D live but do not be surprised do not so what do I want to talk about and get into the random news of the day well I want to go back just a little bit because, as you guys know, you all saw me on uh, New Year's. That was a good time, wasn't it? I know you all enjoyed uh, what, I, what, I, what I like to call drunk societies. <laughs> it was def- I was definitely um, I was definitely a little tipsy, without a doubt. 
without a doubt, a little tipsy the other night. And uh, it was a good time, told a lot of personal stories. It was, uh, it was a really good time, and uh, maybe we'll do more of those. Maybe I'll jump on and play my video games that I play with my friends. I can stream it, get a little tipsy and whatnot, but it won't be for a little while because I'm going on that diet, and I'm going to be cutting out alcohol for probably at least a month or so. So, so much stuff, so much stuff going on, and I can't wait to dive into it all with you tonight. It's going to be fun, but let's go back in time just a little bit. I want to check this video out from New Year's because I didn't get to talk about it myself because this video with Joe Biden and his, and his, and his wife, Jill, Dear Lord, this was great. This was great. And I, when I when I saw this video, I just think this must be Joe Biden's sex life right now because as you see Jill twisting and turning, I have a sick mind. And I think of Joe Biden just spitting out dust from his old man, his old man junk. He probably doesn't even know he has a dick at this point. But look at this video. Joe Biden just Whoops, hold on. Dust from his old man. Hold on. There we go. (laughs) I just heard the repeat of that. That was great. That was great. Check this out, guys. Look at this video. Get it, get it. Happy New Year. Keep the faith. Get it, get it. Pop it. Here it comes. (laughs) They never work right. (laughs) (laughs) Better luck in the new year. Oh, well. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Oh, that's just not a picture. If that's just not a picture or a great video of what him and his wife represent and the momentum of just his nothing campaign. Oh, I didn't I didn't catch any of this. I could not even have the TV on at all uh, with, the, with the ball dropping. Obviously, I kissed my wife on. Um, we missed it, actually. We were about 10 minutes late, but I didn't we didn't even have the TV on. But my God, I could just see Joe when he's doing it. Just. Just like that uh, confetti popper. Like, oh, stop talking about Joe's junk. No, it's funny. It's funny. This show is for adults, so if you can't handle it, please unsubscribe. So we had that going on. Of course, New York City is always a focal point. Always a focal point because of Times Square, and that's where the ball drops, and it's a huge celebration. It's it's mayhem during, during those times. Well, the, 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 the city's greatest mayor ever told everybody not to go here and I have a video of it and I'm, I'm going to show you this for a reason he told everybody not to go watch this one don't believe any doubting Thomases that say because there's not going to be a million people or more in Times Square that it's not going to be special it's going to be actually arguably the most special the most poignant the most moving New Year's Eve everyone watch on television don't go down there watch from home don't believe any don't doubt- go down there watch on television everybody you need to stay home you need to stay home, he said. Well, that's funny because when the when the when it dropped, when it dropped here, we see this disgusting video and so many there were so many comparisons. Um, I think it was Nero from Rome as he's dancing and uh, he's watching the city burn. This is this could not be more modern day of what that looked like. And here we are, Mr. Dill uh, build the bo- Mr. Bill de Blasio here dancing with his wife in an empty city. And we're going to see something else that's extremely, extremely creepy and weird. And it's so in our faces. You just can't miss it. Watch this. Yeah, great. 
It's so depressing. It's so depressing. But you want to know what was weird? The most, the weirdest part about it? Not, not that these people are so out of touch while they're dancing on the ashes of their city, celebrating while literally, I don't even know how many thousands of people have now permanently moved away from New York and the city itself. There's nobody there. All the businesses are boarded up. It's a joke. You can't live there. There is nothing there. But the weird part about this whole entire thing, look at the mask that Bill de Blasio's wife was wearing. This to me was the biggest, this was me the biggest story out of it. You see all those triangle swirls there? We've seen those before. We've seen those before. And we've talked about this many times on this show, what those what those mean. And Kate Awakening here, she put a nice little, uh, nice little collage here of what that is. And we all know the swirly triangle AKA boy lover. Holy shit. Out of any, out of how many, what are the chances guys that a ma- she would be wearing a mask like this? There's, there's people that have made so much money on making custom, ma- uh, custom masks. Why would you have this one? And then you choose to pick this one and you know, damn well, you're going to be on national TV. She's either a big time troll or she's showing exactly what these people are into and what it's all about. And when you see it, again, we've seen we've seen this before. The symbols and logos used by pedophiles to identify sexual preferences. And here it is. We have little boy lover, boy lover. Yeah. This stuff is real. That is a pedophile mask, in my opinion. And my God. My God, and they're just dancing around. And if that is not a picture of what we're going through right now, that these people do not give a shit about any of us preying on our children, they will destroy us. They will destroy this country because they hate us. We, they do not look at us as other human beings. And that's exactly what this is. And this picture here from uh, Benny, I, I know this isn't Benny's picture. I saw this going um, viral, this picture here. I can, I, can all, I can probably speak for all of you out there. This is this is how we feel about Joe Biden. If Joe Biden were to come in or walk by in a diner or anything, I can promise you, if you were to say anything to me, I'd either ignore him or tell him to go fuck off. Or go fuck off to China. One of the two. But this guy, he doesn't give a shit. He is literally sitting there. Joe Biden is staring at this dude. And he's just watching TV. Does not care. Does not care one bit about what's going on here. <laughs> Good for him, but that's exactly how most of us could feel, and I and I know for a fact. But ah, uh, this the state of New York. It's just it's getting worse. It's getting worse, and I had so many people sending me this over uh, last night and the other day about this new uh, this new bill that's trying to get passed in New York because the lockdowns haven't been enough. The businesses Cuomo has destroyed has not been enough. The four stage plan to get us out of COVID. We were on our way. August hit, we were on stage four. Everything was going to go back. Everything was going to open up. And then it just stopped. We got no more updates from the governor. And we had silence. And the lockdowns just continued. And then the last time we heard about um, any kind of update was Cuomo telling us we're going to be locked down again. But this one's even better. It's not enough that the liberals hate us this much. Now, now Cuomo, now these uh, th- this guy in, uh, in, in Congress out here in New York, wants to pass a bill for this. Look at this. The governor may order the removal and or detention of such a person or of a group of such persons by issuing a single order. Such person, a group of persons, shall be detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility. This is tyranny 
period. And that's exactly what this is. So how far are they going to go with this? New York Democrat lawmaker proposed bill to detain disease carriers the governor deems dangerous to the public health. The New York State Assembly proposed a bill to detain disease carriers. The bill was authored by N. Nick Perry, a Democrat. Shocker, shocker of the New York State Assembly. Bill A416 relates to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of, communi- of uh, communicable diseases that are potentially dangerous to the public health. The governor would, ha- would have sweeping powers to indefinitely detain American citizens and put them in internment camps. And the only way you can get out is if they deem you non-contagious. We all think here, I especially me, I think these tests that they've been using for COVID have been completely fraudulent. They were never designed to test for COVID. And there's so many false positives. It's just a crapshoot of whether you are or not. So imagine, imagine going out. There's contact tracing or people that you may have come in contact with. And you have police showing up to your house now. And they can now take you. Now, this this hasn't passed or anything. This is just being presented. I can't imagine something like this will pass here, even in this liberal state. But I've been wrong before. In New York, always, they never love to disappoint out here in New York. I can guarantee you that. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But can you imagine being with your family, hanging out with your family, and police show up, and they detain you, your family, they separate you, and then they put you in a camp. And I don't know what the hell you're doing in this camp. You're in there for a week, two weeks, and you can only leave if you're healthy enough. Well, what if you don't get better? You just stay there? What if you have kids? Your family going to rip families apart? The fact that this is even being conceived and being presented as a possible thing that these people are doing. These people, guys, they're a, they are power hungry. They are power hungry and they want to snuff us out until there's nothing left. It's so obvious. It's so obvious there's going to be a day, ladies and gentlemen, that these people will not be able to walk down the street. I can promise you that. And we're going to see more of that in this episode. I'm sure you guys heard what happened with Nancy and Mitch McConnell's in their home. We're going to talk about that. But let's switch gears here real quick. The Republicans just make me just as sick. Just as sick. Not as much today because some of them stepped up. But for the majority, I'm, I'm good with this. Look at this. So the Senate majority tweeted this out. I'll show you what Trump just tweeted. They tweeted this out yesterday. Big tech is at it again. Facebook has shut down the ad account for the George Battleground Fund, a joint fundraising committee for NRSC for Purdue and Loeffler. This is unacceptable. Only four days to election day. Go to GABattleground.com to help us fight back. But you know what's funny about this? For the first time, Trump was vetoed for the national defense bill. And everyone knew what Trump wanted in there. He wanted Section 230 to be part of that bill because he said it's relating to national security, which it absolutely is. Big tech is shilling for China and all these other foreign countries are trying to usher in socialism and communism. We've been saying this for years. But the Republicans, they decided to veto Trump's bill to repeal Section 230. And here they are bitching about censorship of their campaign. You know what Section 230 would do? It'd either get them kicked off permanently or they had to stop censoring. And Trump tweets this out. Republicans should have gotten rid of Section 230 in the defense bill. And you wouldn't have had this problem. You never learn. You never learn. And not even Katz heard said, oh my God, are you freaking kidding me? You spineless Republicans literally vote, just voted. This was yesterday to override Trump's veto to get rid of Section 230 just hours ago. 
You are sincere, sincerely disgusting people. Will these people ever learn? They're going to learn after uh, Trump gets in for this four years because if they thought they thought they had any support from us now, <laughs> oh man. If Trump says this guy's a snake, don't vote for them, he wanted tyranny, their political career is going to be over because this isn't the Republican Party anymore. This is the Trump Party. This is the America First Party, the Patriot Party, whatever you want to call it. The Republican Party to me is, is going to be dead extremely soon if it's not already. And that's why we're seeing some senators step up because they know their future careers are on the line if they don't. But another funny point here, y'all, everybody knows Antifa and they've been riding since last year now. Now over a year, just not just over, just a year now. Ted Wheeler just just noticed and said Antifa by their name, calling them radical Antifa and anarchist just yesterday. Or was this today? No, this was today. Wow, this was this morning. Ted Wheeler now wants to push back against violence that's destroying his community. This is what fake politicians sound like and fake people in general have no soul. Listen to this garbage. My good faith efforts at de-escalation have been met with ongoing violence and even scorn from radical Antifa and anarchists. In response, it will be necessary to use additional tools and to push the limits of the tools we already have to bring the criminal <laughs> destruction and violence to an end. <laughs> Lawlessness and anarchy come at great expense and with great risk to the future of our community. It's time to push back harder against those who are set on destroying our community and to take more risks in fighting lawlessness. In closing, once again, I condemn anyone who engages in violence or criminal destruction, no matter what their ideology. No, Ted Wheeler, you fuck. You know what you did? You know what you did? You let these people destroy your city to do as much damage to Trump's image. And when the fake news media and your puppet master said, okay, we got president-elect Biden in now. Now it's time to clean up the city and stop stop the nonsense. We've used our minions. We've used our minions. You know, Antifa, that's anti-establishment being used by the establishment, which is so funny to me, which is so funny to me. And then you step up and now you want to help stop these people from destroying your communities. Just like New York, guys, you can't live in these cities anymore. They're not going to do anything. And, and, and honestly, from what I'm seeing on, online right now, a lot of the police, not all of them, but a lot of the police, um, they're sick of it. And a lot of them are just, you know, it's whatever at this point. It's, we've been dealing with this going on a year now. So when does it end? If you live in these cities, I know it's just hard to leave. But my God, get the hell out of there. Get the hell out of there. And the one last thing I want to cover before we get into our pumped up video of the day which I can't wait to show. I played it here before, and it's so good. But this one, this one really made me laugh. While every, while the world's burning down around us with COVID and these lockdowns, the house is getting rid of gender terms like father, daughter, mother, and son are now eliminated in the house rules for the 117th Congress. And yes, they want to include, um, if you're going to, get a driver's license or something, you're, you now have to say there are relative. You cannot say mom, dad, grandmother, uncle, aunt. They, you can't do that anymore because it's dispar It's disparaging um, people with genders and people that don't have these kind of families. It's all, it's all about just getting rid of 
the family. That's what this is ultimately coming down to. But that's funny because Nancy, Nancy's a huge part of this. But when you go to Nancy Pelosi's, um, Nancy Pelosi's Twitter here, look at her Twitter. It's on there now. It says mother and grandmother. And the person that tweeted this out, Abigail Marone, how stupid do you think we are? The writing's on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. These people want to gut this country out on every aspect, on religion. They want to get rid of God. They want to get rid of family structure. They want to play identity politics to cause so much division, use racism. And the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, I'll say it right now. There are some racists in this country, but I really believe this country is not racist at all. It's being perpetuated and being amplified by the media to cause division. And it's been going on for a long time. And it's the same playbook. The same playbook that the uh, deep state, cabal, whatever you want to call them, are using to cause division. It's still happening. So we all see you, Nancy. We see you. And we're going to get to that story uh, later on about the pig head in front of her garage with uh, what some of the leftists have wrote on her garage. We're going to get to that because, like I said before, a lot of these politicians at some point, if they don't turn around, if they don't step up what's do what's right, we the people outnumber these people by millions Millions. We hold the power. And that's what we've forgotten. We hold the power. These people do not hold the power. If we put our efforts, our combined efforts, and and unify, we are an unstoppable force. And when all, all of us have those pure intentions, good results come. And that's exactly what we're here to do tonight. So, I'm glad you're all here with me tonight. It's going to be a good time. going to play this video here that I absolutely love. I've, I've played it before. It's a really solid video, and of course, it has one of my all-time favorite bands playing it, and it's just, it's so good. It's so good. I'm going to play that right now, and we're going to get into the show, shall we? Get ready to get your feelings all all, all up. You're going to get the hairs on your arms stand up. I can promise you that. Hopefully, this plays, because right now, it's spinning. Here we go. What truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. That all changes starting right here and right now. Try to 
Here's to all of you, Oak fam. This is our country. We're taking this motherfucker back. Happy 2021. We are going to do this. Let's get the show started. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring your thoughts to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots are now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through Project Looking Glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Hope society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right, you guys ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. That video always gives me the feel, always gives me the feels, man. I always get the chills because it's so, besides William Barr and that video needs to be edited now, that's, that video came out in the summer. And uh, I think that was even, that was a, a video that Q linked too. I, I'm pretty sure that was a video Q linked. But my God, I'm so pumped up, guys. I can't wait for next week. Next Wednesday is going to be wild. And uh, we'll talk about the uh, DC towards the end of the show. But I want to get into the big news of the day. The biggest news of the day, guys. We have been waiting and waiting and waiting. We saw um, Josh Halley step up and say he's going to object on January 6th. And I've, I'm on Twitter just as much as anybody. We're all trying to figure out what the hell is going on with the rest of the senators. Who is going to step up? We need more support from Congress. And guess what? We are getting that right now. And this is where we're going to begin tonight. Senate. A dozen U.S. senators are expected to object to 2020 results at the Electoral College proceedings on January 6th. Senator Josh Halley adds colleagues to the fight against unlawful state election changes and credible allegations of election fraud. And there's a nice list here, which I'm going to show in just a little bit. So more of these senators we were reported today were stepping up. And I just wanted to wait and see if this was actual real news or not. And uh, this is definitely this is definitely it because as soon as that broke, I was like, okay, just give it give it some time. Don't want to go crazy reporting on it. It just came out and there's no sauce with it. Um, but I generally have a list of my own that I follow that I trust myself as far as good sources for good information. He was one of them, but I wanted to wait. But then I started seeing tweets like this come out um, from Blair Blair Brandt saying that Ted Cruz was planning today to socialize a letter to his Republican Senate colleagues calling for the rejection of electoral college results until a 10-day emergency audit can be conducted to examine unprecedented allegations of voter fraud. Now, when I heard that, I'm like, ooh, this is getting good. This is getting good. I'm like, okay, again, this is there's no links to anything, to stories to prove this. Now we're hearing Ted Cruz is jumping on here, and when I, when I heard Ted Cruz was going to get involved with this, I felt so much better because I, to me, I, I got, I got a definitely a man crush going on for Ted Cruz. Um, definitely lately. I, out of anybody that I've seen, I've seen Josh Halley step up for the president, but Ted Cruz, his story is just so good as far as when he got just demolished by Trump in 2016. And when they were going back and forth, I actually felt so bad for Ted Cruz when that happened, but Trump just mopped, mopped the floor with them. You, you can't, I haven't seen anyone mop the floor with Trump, but it's always the other way around. 
But Ted Cruz now is going to lead this charge. And I was waiting for more news to come out, and it did. And I saw it on his Twitter here, where he tweeted this out, a Fox News story. GOP senators led by Cruz to object to electoral college certification, demand emergency audit. And this was on Fox News, and this is the article. And let me pull it up. Let's see. Fox News sucks. Even their website sucks. Probably because not too many people are going on there anymore. I really don't have too much Fox News up here, but... They were, they were the first ones to report on this, so this was it. A group of GOP senators led by Senator Ted Cruz will object on January 6th, and they're looking for a 10-day audit of the results by an electoral commission. Cruz and the other senators claim the November 3rd election featured unprecedented allegations of voter fraud and illegal conduct. Joining Cruz are Senators Ron Johnson, uh, Wisconsin James Langford, Steve Daines, John Kennedy, Marsha Blackburn, which I'm going to talk about her in just a moment, Mike Brown, um, Cynthia Lummis, Roger Marshall, Bill Haggerty, and Tommy Tuberville. Their effort is separate from one announced by Senator Josh Halley of Missouri, who said this week that he will object to what he claims was the failure of some states, most notably Pennsylvania, to follow their own election laws. Now, there was some time. There was some time after Josh Halley said he was going to do this. It wasn't much time, but there was. And I was thinking, I was spitballing outside to some of my friends. I was wondering, was were were these other senators like Ted Cruz and some of these others? Were they waiting? Who were they waiting for the first person to take the dive, and then if that person dipped their toes in the water, those uh, murky waters, they wanted to see how it, how the reaction was, and. Josh Halley was getting destroyed. He's been getting destroyed by by media, by pundits on Twitter. Um, just absolutely disgusting saying, even as far as people saying, you need to be locked up for treason. You're destroying democracy. It's funny. Democracy is gone, ladies and gentlemen. You know what we're fighting for? This is why these people are so out of touch. They have no idea what the fuck is going on right now. They have no idea. They're talking about saving democracy. We're trying to save the damn republic what this country stands for, what our forefathers wanted for us. That's what we're trying to say because out of any of these people's mouths on people on Twitter, even the normies on Twitter that just say, there's no, there's no fraud here. You never hear the C word. And I'm not talking about that C word. I'm talking about the constitution. The word, the constitution never comes out of these people's mouths. None of the media talks about it. And to me, it just, it just shows you how far removed these people want to get us away from the foundation of what our forefathers wanted for us and what they knew, this was going to be an ongoing battle to maintain this freedom. It's amazing how their minds were so, just so brilliant to see that even after they were dead, the generations after them, there needed to be something established and made clear to, to paint the way, to, to trailblaze the new way um, for future generations to have something to go off of. And now, a lot of people say, well, Scott, this thing's like 400 years old, or however our country is. It needs to be updated. And I do believe the Constitution at some point does need to be amended with, uh, with the Internet. I definitely do believe we need an Internet Bill of Rights. We need an Internet Bill of Rights. But I've, the, when I say our Constitution, I feel like it is malleable, but it's malleable to change Without with keep with keeping our basic principles, but to also go along with the times, but that's going to put America first and defend us from foreign influence, foreign invasion, uh, China, this liberal, disgusting mindset that is this cancer that is trying to live in our country and trying to take a foothold, and it already has taken a foothold with um, with the establishment corporations. It's already here. 
But it's funny because I put this picture up for the uh, thumbnail. And essentially, guys, I really feel like this happened when it, when that happened here. But essentially, this is the modern day. You just replace their faces with Ted Cruz, Josh Halley. You just replace them, put some MAGA hats on. And this is this is pretty much what we're dealing with right now. It's come full circle. It's full circle. We're not in a war with guns and, and all that other stuff. We're certainly in a culture war, but we're in a war for the way the way we live in this country. And it's going to come to a head um, from what most of us think it's going to be next week. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. But it's so awesome to see that other Republicans are stepping up. And I'm not going to say all these Republicans that are stepping up, it's good for them because... When I see Marsha Blackburn stepping up, I was a little bit surprised because Marsha Blackburn, just like Mitch McConnell and others, they didn't vote. They voted down for election integrity stuff before the election a few months and they turned stuff down to have more checks and balances in it. So Marsha Blackburn to me is just, why would you do that? Why would you do that? So now, because this is the thing, this is why this is so important. The more these senators do it, and there's like a hundred something House representatives as well that are jumping on this. Now that the senators are jumping in, what this is going to do, not only is this going to be in the public light, but now the the other senators that are that are refusing, to, that, that are for the side of tyranny, they're anti-Trumpers. They're going to be on the public display of showing their arguments of why they're not doing it against the guys that are for freedom in America first, and that is going to be on display. So my thing is, I think some of these Republicans, like Marsha Blackburn specifically, I think some of these Republicans are jumping on the right side to save their own asses in their careers, and I appreciate that you're jumping on the right side, but are you going to turn turncoat the moment that you can and just go back into the swamp with the, uh, the rest of the swamp rats? I don't know, but it's something to keep in check because... Me, myself, sometimes I get too emotionally attached to people and they, I, I trust people too quick sometimes. And then we get egg on our face. So I hope that's not what we're going to see here. Um, even, even when Josh Halley voted for the, uh, the COVID relief bill the first time and he was just saying it's, it's something for the American people, I hated that. That pissed me off. It really did. You're going to put that pork bill through? You didn't even read it, but yet you signed it? That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to blackpill anyone on these representatives that are standing up. I'm just always trying to give a realistic view of what's going on and what I am seeing. So the thing is right now, we can only take on the information of the day, right? And here we are today. And as we know of today, there are at least 12 senators, what I call the group of 12. Are they going to save our republic? We're going to see. We're going to see. We don't know what the hell is going to happen on Wednesday, but all we know, Trump said it's going to be wild. That's what we do know. But Ted Cruz put out a statement here saying exactly what he's looking to do. And I'm not sure if I highlighted anything here, but essentially, this is the biggest part that I thought was interesting. We should follow that precedent. And he's talking about in 1877, Congress did not ignore those allegations, nor did the media simply dismiss those raising them as radicals trying to undermine democracy. Instead, Congress appointed an electoral commission consisting of five senators, five House members, and five Supreme Court justices to consider and resolve the disputed terms. We should follow that precedent. To wit, Congress should immediately appoint an electoral commission with full investigatory and fact-finding authority to conduct an emergency 10-day audit of the election in returns 
in the disputed states. Once completed, individual states would evaluate the commission's findings and could convene a special legislative session to certify a change in their vote if needed. And accordingly, we intend to vote on January 6th to reject the electors from disputed states as not regularly given and and lawfully certified the statutory requisite unless and until that emergency 10-day audit is completed. We are not naive. We fully expect most, if not all, Democrats and perhaps more than a few Republicans to vote otherwise. But support of election integrity should not be a partisan issue. And we all know that. We all know that. A fair and credible audit conducted expeditiously and completed well before January 20th would dramatically improve America's faith in electoral process and would significantly enhance the legitimacy of whoever becomes our next president. We owe that to the people. And I feel like that is so important. Because here's the thing. If Trump were to just come in and start arresting all these people and just going that route, which I don't think he's going he's gonna to take that route. I do believe these people are going to be arrested at some point. The thing is, we want Trump as our president. That's great. And that's going to happen. But if the undeniable evidence of women, whatever else they have, maybe they have some insane video of China sending in, in votes and governors like Georgia are the ones unloading, like something absolutely crazy. This is complete speculation. But there's got to be something that is going to be undeniable by by the other side. And that may be impossible because some people just put their heads in the sand and say, nope, no matter what, we hate Trump. He's a dictator. He's a Nazi. His followers are Nazis and all that other stuff. We're going to have to see what happens because the thing is, the problem is the faith needs to be restored into our system. The system we have right now is broken and it's been broken and it took a president like Trump to put the spotlight on it and we all kind of knew does her vote does her vote really matter does it really matter and even out here in new york they had dominion machines i'm pretty sure i voted on one i don't even know if my vote counted i don't my vote for all i know could have been swapped or fractionalized and given to joe biden i don't even know there's no way to check the system needs to be fixed and i know one way that can be fixed and it's voter id it's voter id If the liberals want a document for your COVID vaccine or a barcode on your body or something you can inject into yourself, you can scan some transhumanism, globalist bullshit. If that's what they want for a COVID vaccine, then why can't we have it for voter ID? We all know the answer. We all know the answer. It's a rhetorical question. So it's amazing. So that's what I'm saying. There's like people keep asking, what do you think is going to go on? I don't know at this point. I'm tired of guessing. I just want to watch the movie just like everyone else and get there. I don't know if it's gonna if if a ten day investigation is gonna is gonna be required, um, by by what Ted Cruz is talking about here. We don't know what Trump's gonna do. All I know is Trump does not advertise his plan, and when it comes out, it's too late for the bad guys. It's too late. So it's really awesome though to see Ted Cruz is gonna be the head of this, and he has always taken. He's always tra- he's been trying to take the lead. Remember when um we were all waiting for that Texas case to go through the Supreme Court? Trump and Ted Cruz were both totally totally cool with having Cruz go up to the Supreme Court and argue the case. Cruz has been taking a leadership role in every effort, every effort to uh, to, to to spearhead this and to show to show the American people he's he's serious about this. He's on our side. He's definitely on our side. And if Ted Cruz, if he ends up being a hero in all this and he makes a run, I got no problem with Ted Cruz. 
I don't know. He may have some skeletons in his closet. I just got into politics not too long ago. You guys might know some history on Ted Cruz. There's always there's always something you can poke and prod on everybody. But if you're going to stand up now in the most crucial and impactful time in our country, this is our time to save our country for the next generation because it's not going to stop. We just got soft and comfortable the last two decades, in my opinion. But I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. So this is the list right now of Cruz, Johnson, Langford, Danes, Kennedy, Blackburn, Braun, Lummis, Marshall, Haggerty, Tuberville, and and Halley. That makes the 12. And there's even Trump supporters I've seen on Twitter ripping their own their own governors, their own senators, because they said you're a disgrace, you're undermining democracy. And that is the only go-to these people have on the left. That's all they have. And it's just, they never want to look at the uh, at the evidence, and they always say, well, the courts threw it out, so it must be garbage. And it's funny because the courts haven't thrown out any of the cases based on the evidence, but on, on BS technicalities and procedural errors. That's what they're throwing out. Like, it doesn't matter to these people. They hate Trump. They don't care if cheating happened. They're cool with it if it got Trump out, and they'll go along with it. But it's so funny because this same system will go after them at some point if we don't stop it now. We're actually doing them a favor, which is the which when when I think about it, it makes me so mad that we could be doing these 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 fucking idiots any kind of favors at this point when we've gotten treated so terribly by them. We're saving their vote too, and they just don't realize it. They just don't realize it. So I wanted to switch gears here. We're going to see here. We're going to find out. We're going to find out very soon what road this is going to take. And to be honest, I hope it's over on January 6th. And we're going to know something for certain. Something for certain. But don't put all your eggs in that basket. Don't think after January 6th, everything's going to be fine. And the waters are still going to be rocky. I don't know about that yet. We're going to have to see what happens. I'm not trying to get my expectations up. But I want to transition gears here real quick because the president, the president, Trump himself, has been tweeting out tweets um, with Joe Von Pulitzer, one just recently. I'm not, I don't even know if I have it, but th- that's not the point. The president is bringing notice to Joe Von Pulitzer, and I've talked about him on the show. We've talked about him many times. Just to give an update, and you guys probably saw this just really quickly. After uh, Joe Von here did his little hearing out in Georgia, and he said he could figure out these ballots, if they, where they came from, if someone smoked. The most insane thing, he could figure it out in three hours. What happens? We get these shredding trucks going out to Fulton County where all these ballots are held, and they were shredding them, getting rid of them, loading them up on the trucks. And he himself said it. Within four hours of that hearing, they had, they had trucks ready to go. And if I was the FBI... If I was the FBI, if I really wanted to find out who's calling the shots for the trucks and the shredding companies, and it's really hard to put the shredding companies at fault. They could have some liberal asshole or in these shredding companies that is that got paid some money to have trucks ready to go at, at, at a phone call's notice, paying guys overtime to carry this out. That is very possible. But if I was the FBI... I would be going after uh, the truck company, the shredding companies, and finding out the routes of these trucks, who is calling who, who is telling the drivers to go where, and follow that shit all the way up the chain, all the way up shit creek, and find out who the shot caller is. Because I wonder if that same shot caller that's making these trucks go out and shred ballots, I wonder if that was the same person 
that called all the other states and told them to stop counting because that to me is the biggest question. Who called these states and told them to stop counting all at the same time? To me, that has to be a major player, but our FBI is nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. But the biggest thing here where I really think it's going to be going as far as getting people to understand why this is so important, even on the left, even even the normies on the left, to make people realize that China is the ultimate problem here. The ultimate problem. And Jovan Pulitzer put out another video yesterday showing, showing that there was data being transmitted to China in real time with the Georgia runoff machines. Check this out. Um, you shouldn't be able to walk in and be casting a vote and have uh, not only a, a Wi-Fi opening there, but a Wi-Fi opening that is monitoring and sending stuff back and forth overseas. That should not occur. Let me uh, show you some photos here, folks. Um, bear with me. Okay. I think this just goes on an overlay. If I seem a little slow here for a minute, let me see. Ready? Here we go. Um, there is the device, literally, you're looking at it. This is in the real time. This is the vendor. It's, you know, our great American patriot, Hushu, Hushu, our American patriot, as it goes over to Zhu, Gazhu, Shinda, Hui, right? This is how it's communicating. This is it in real time. Take a screenshot, guys. Take a screenshot. I know there's going to be attackers that say that's not really true. These things talk by smoke signals, and it's crap, and it's poo-poo, and it's hoo-poo, and whatever. But that's the way it goes. And, of course, if you saw me yesterday in, in the Senate, you know, actually what I said is we had access. And then, of course, the news breaks that we hacked during the real time, and people are now calling for my arrest in Georgia uh, for, quote-unquote, hacking the system. Uh you got to understand there's ethical hacking and legal chain of custody hacking and there's bad hacking. And I can absolutely guarantee you no bad hacking went on. And this is to protect the chain of evidence it's done, but here's what's going on. You want to, I'll show you exactly how this happening. This little bitty innocuous device that's sitting right there with the machine. It's a 75 inch cheap Chinese smart TV with Wi-Fi, And this little cheap Chinese smart TV with Wi-Fi is basically sucking up all the data that it can take out of this place, right, uh, that's going on, right? And it is pumping that data back and forth uh, <clears throat> all the time. And this should not be happening. Should not be happening. You guys just saw it. Jovan Pulitzer just put it up there. There is information being transmitted. This was, this video came out a couple days ago, being transmitted to China. That was in real time, and he was able to watch it. If he's able to watch it, any other country, anybody that has even some experience getting these machines, they can do it very easily and very quickly and very efficiently. And they can also change that data, and they can send that data back into the system, and we have the problems that we have right now. And I see a bunch of people in the chat saying, my God, I hope this man has protection. He is very well protected. There was a picture of him very recently with Patrick Byrne with the uh, with those curtains that we've seen Sidney Powell talk in front of, Michael Flynn talk in front of, which I believe is uh, one of Trump's hotels in D.C. I think they're extremely well insulated and extremely uh, well protected, so don't worry. 
Just want to give a quick shout out, guys. Uh, I just got a donation. Uh, Susan sent me twenty five dollars. Thank you so much for the uh, for the donation. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate all the uh, lemons and diamonds and all that stuff for you guys. Send me, and you guys, if you guys want to donate, I don't have a PayPal, so the links, the mods put out, you can donate directly to the show. Um, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can donate goes every everything goes back into fueling this, so I can do this full time. And I appreciate all the donations. So thank you so much, Susan. I appreciate that. So with that in mind, there was this article that came out today from the Epic Times talking about how there's more than 400 ex-intelligence officers to investigate the election irregularities. And this is why I'm saying I have faith. I have faith in this country still. I haven't lost it yet. Have not lost it. I'm wanting to read this real quick. Over 400 people from the uh, from the intelligence community, military, law enforcement, and the judiciary have in, have formed a loose network to investigate irregularities in the 2020 election. And that network includes what you're seeing with Patrick Byrne, with uh, with Pulitzer here, um, all these audits that have their own cybersecurity companies. Um, Colonel Waldron, he's he was on the tour with uh, with Jenna Ellis and and um, Rudy Giuliani when they went to all those public hearings. All these independent companies and ex-military, uh, ex-intelligence officers—they—they all—they're all networking together and pulling information together. And I'm sure a lot of this information has been handed off uh, to the people we trust, like Sidney Powell. But after numerous reports of irregularities in the 2020 election, the investigation network expanded. Many have focused on investigating the election, according to—I uh, don't know if you can say Caron or Karen. I don't think it's Karen, but Caron who said most are volunteering while some are getting paid for the inquiry. He said that as far as he knows, the size of the network is way over 400 and that each member of the network sees obvious election fraud based on their own observations. Caron said that the network includes former intelligence officers, analysts, operatives, military, law enforcement, judiciary from the FBI, CIA, DIA, military intelligence, you name it, NSA, a ton of things. The fraud was so massive and so blatant despite what the mainstream media said that we need to get this information out to the public, said Caron. That's why more and more people from the intelligence community and law enforcement are coming out, which is unheard of. That was an interesting statement. That's why more and more people from the intelligence community and law enforcement are coming out, which is unheard of. So this is unprecedented in this man's eyes. He shared an example of information controlled by the mainstream media that he witnessed in McAllen, Texas, when Trump visited the border wall there in January of 2019. He said he saw two groups on both sides of the street. A group about 100 was on one side and a much larger group was on the other side. A lot of people, because of what was told in the mainstream media, thought that all the people in the big crowd were the ones against the president. But no, they were the ones that were for the president. And one of the IC Network's current investigations focuses on foreign interference during the November 3rd election, which always goes back to, he says, the Chinese Communist Party being a significant player. Significant. And that's what he's pointing out here. And this is why, guys. No matter what happens on the 6th, if the 6th happens and we don't, nothing changes. It's just an awesome patriotic rally. More evidence is shown. And we all go home. Everyone goes home. And we're like, okay, what happened? What's, it's, it's, is anything going to change? What's going to happen? I believe Trump is giving these people every single last chance to come clean, to get their shit together, and to move on. Because the fact that Trump is golfing, still, still golfing, tells me that he is fully prepared and going to be president for the next four years. And 
has probably put all these rhinos on notice, all these people on notice in Congress saying, if you don't get with me right now, you're, 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 you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. But there's another, there's another option to this too. This is the option I don't think Trump wants to go down. I'm going to bring you to a thread here by Brian the Great. Well, remember... If three states don't decertify by or on January 6th when the EC Electoral College votes are counted, then all the evidence is dropped outside the courts and the Congress. People who take their oath seriously to defend this nation from domestic threats stand ready to do their duty. And that is the thing. Do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, all the changes that were made with Chris Miller. We got Ezra Cohen-Watnick, the boogeyman of the deep state that the Q talks about. And I don't know his name, but that's okay. We all know who Joe Biden is. These people, they are not going to let a very real and very dangerous national security threat take the Oval Office. Their oaths do not permit it. They would be forced to take action. And this thread, President makes it clear he's going to give the courts, the Congress, and the state legislators every chance possible to do the right thing before he will play that final card if he has to. And I don't think he's going to, but I hope not. And of course, Trump and military intelligence persons whose pictures I showed you are hoping it doesn't come to having to drop the fraud and bribery evidence in public view outside the channels of the courts or the DOJ. But what has to be done will be done if it comes to that. And if it gets to that point, show the world, declassify everything, put it out there because everything is at stake. You have to go balls to the wall, all in and do what you have to do. Evidence classified the highest levels and currently being used in federal criminal and military intelligence cases that they would really really not want to go public with will yet will be made public because it would have to be done. They would have no choice. Now I want to show this thread here from POTUS. I think when was this? This was yesterday at 6 30 PM. He put this, he put this out there. It's very short. Trump tweeted this before even discussing the massive corruption, which took place in the 2020 election, which gives us far more votes than is necessary to win. All the swing States only need three It must be noted that the state legislators were not in any way responsible for the massive changes made to the voting process, talking about how the states completely shit on their own state constitutional laws, did whatever they wanted to, left the legislator out, changed the laws at the 11th hour, and now we're here with the problems that we have. Trump is saying that was not their fault. The rules and regulations many made hastily before the election, and therefore the whole state election is not legal or constitutional. Additionally, the Georgia consent decree is unconstitutional. The state 2020 presidential election is therefore both illegal and invalid. And that would include the two current senatorial elections. In Wisconsin, voters not asking for applications that validates the election. All of this without even discussing the millions of fraudulent votes that were cast or altered. Trump's not tweeting this stuff out, ladies and gentlemen, if he's planning on going. He's doing this for optics. There's many reasons why he's probably doing this, but he's out in the public view putting this out saying, this is what it is. You guys are going to keep going down this road. Keep going down the road. If you're going to, if you're not going to come clean, it's going to be, it's not going to end well for you. And of course, Trump tweeted this out also uh, yesterday, massive amounts of evidence will be presented on the sixth. We won big retweeting that Josh Halley was going to object on the six. Now, a lot of people are saying, Scott, we've seen so much evidence. We don't need to see him any more evidence. I agree. I agree. I'm tired of hearings. I'm tired of evidence too. When you cover it full time, you get tired of it. We've been doing this. We've been doing this relentlessly since the election stopped. 
or when uh, when the election results were going to, where they were saying it was it was for Joe Biden. We've been at this nonstop, and we're tired. So if this evidence that Trump is going to bring, maybe it's earth shattering. Maybe it's just so overwhelming that nobody can deny. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that something is being planned. Something big is being planned. Now, I want to switch gears here one more time, getting into Lynn Wood, because I've been seeing I've been seeing so many big accounts on Twitter going at each other, even among our own ranks, our own ranks here, uh, bickering and bitching about why is Lynn Wood doing all these things? He's making a fool of himself. He's embarrassing all of us. He's embarrassing Trump. He's embarrassing his he's ruining his career, all this stuff. We've talked about a little bit on Red Pill yesterday. Linwood's been tweeting out that Epstein's still alive. He's been going after Justice Roberts, calling out his uh, his adoption with his two kids as being blackmail, pedophile stuff. He's going into everything that we've been talking about for three three plus years. And this recent one, which I thought was really interesting, to me this caught my eye because he talked about Isaac Cappy. Isaac Cappy, this is right around the time that I was getting into all this stuff. And Isaac Cappy... When he supposedly killed himself, I don't know if anyone really believes that. You know, everyone remembers the Tom Hanks picture on his Instagram and the artist that dissected that entire story. And it's crazy stuff. But Linwood tweets this out. On 5-13-19, actor Isaac Cappy died after he forced himself off a, he put that in quotes, forced himself off a bridge in Arizona. He was 42. His last post on Instagram was, Beware the man that has nothing to lose for he has nothing to protect. Isaac knew the lies. I know the key to his treasure trove of truth. And he tweets this out. Every lie will be revealed. And it's been getting a lot of people have been getting upset about this. They've been getting really upset. I've been seeing it. I've been watching. At first I was like, damn, why, why is Linwood doing this myself? I didn't really, I didn't really care to be honest. I thought it was just fascinating that he was really ramping up the uh, Epstein's alive and all the uh, conspiracy theories that the mainstream media calls us out for, makes fun of us for, but he's the one doing it now too. And he tweeted this out, um, kind of a troll move. Wow, am I getting an increased volume of death threats tonight? Was it something I said? The man does not care. The man does not care, and I have to respect him for that. I really do. I really have to respect him, but there was one scuffle that I saw here uh, that I thought was really interesting between Lynn Wood and Jenna Ellis here. Uh, she puts this out saying this to be clear. I do not support the statements from attorney Lynn Wood. I support the rule of law and the U S constitution. She put this out there and it started this whole entire thing with Molly Jong fast here. Um, and they're, they're going back and forth. There was just so much of this bickering on Twitter and a lot of people are getting annoyed with it. I will say the one thing that Lynn Wood um, said was at the rally in Georgia with uh, Sidney Powell. This was a while ago where he said, don't you maybe you shouldn't don't go out and vote. I didn't like that because he's saying it's on the same Dominion machines. We're going to have the same results. I understand that. Show up and vote. You got to go out and vote. That was the one thing I didn't like that Linwood said. But Linwood put out a response into Jenna's talking about what she said. Linwood writes, I support the rule of law in the U.S. Constitution too, Jenna. I was fighting for both seven years before you were born. I fight for truth, too. Truth always prevails. You do support that statement, don't you, Jenna? And Jenna replies with this. What about the statements in supporting the rule of law, the Constitution, or the truth? And she screenshots Pence. Uh, Lynn Wood talking about Pence. 
if Pence is arrested, Pompeo will save the election. Pence will be in jail awaiting trial for treason. He'll he'll face execution by firing squad. He is a coward and will sing like a bird and confess all. Now, as far as I know, Linwood didn't get a response to this, but this is just this was just a snapshot of what I was seeing um, all over the place. Big accounts that I follow and I've been following for years, um, getting upset with Linwood, saying. Why is he doing this? It's, ma- it's making a mockery of the movement, all this stuff. And my thing is, listen, the things Lynn Wood's tweeting about, there's possibly some people that never heard of Pizzagate. They never heard of Jeffrey Epstein. They never heard about what happened on his island, the caves in his island, all that stuff. All the stuff that we really know what the elite prey on, what they, what they believe in, that satanic shit that they believe in. They're psychopaths. They're sociopaths. They look at us like subhumans. That is the truth. That is why they do these terrible, insane things that you you would think a human can never do to somebody. But when you look at someone as legit beneath you and garbage and things that we just use and throw away, then things start to make more sense. But Lynn Wood is pointing a mirror at a lot of probably normies that probably have never heard this stuff. Even Justice Roberts. Lynn Wood was tweeting out pictures with Robert's black eye. We all know what that means. So the thing is, Lynn Wood, I think, is doing um, he's not doing this without uh, without some kind of uh, go ahead from Trump. But essentially, this was a funny video that I saw um, when I looked at this video. I'm like, this is exactly what I think Twitter is right now with people infighting um, about what Lynn Wood's doing. And uh, th- we are all this person with the chopsticks. What am I talking about? Watch this. to me that was twitter the last this has been twitter the last two days of just insanity and all that stuff and we're gonna get into pompeo in just a moment i see a lot of people asking about pompeo and i got his i have his tweets up too pompeo was putting out some tweets guys very interesting. Even Sidney Powell was re, uh, was showing some stuff with uh, Pompeo. There is absolutely a troll plan. There, there, the fog of war is thick right now. It is thick. And nobody knows what's going on. We don't know what's misinformation. We don't know what's diverting the bad guys. We have no idea. We literally have no idea. So, as we go along here, not only was Linwood talking about all the crazy conspiracies that we've been talking about trying to get the truth out to the world. He tweeted this out about Pompeo. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is a truth giver. When Pompeo speaks, listen carefully. Today is a very good day to visit homepage of Secretary Pompeo and read his tweets very carefully. View his posted photos with discernment. Happy New Year. Now, what were these photos? These were the photos he's been tweeting out, and I, I got some of them. I don't even have all of them. But he kept tweeting out this hashtag called Swagger. This is him with Steve Muchin. Big challenges, great team, securing Americans, freedom, swagger. Let's go to the next one. Big challenges, great team, securing America, securing Americans, freedom, swagger. This one, same thing. Big challenges, great team, securing Americans, freedom, swagger. With Bill Barr now. This was another one. This was the one that really got me excited. Big challenges, great team, securing Americans, freedom, swagger. This is Donald Trump, some of his generals, and Pompeo here. Pompeo laughing it up, having a good time. Everyone in this room looks like they're having a good time. This was taken yesterday. Taken yesterday. All these pictures. 
This was another weird one that, that I saw out there. Very odd that Pompeo tweeted this picture out without Pence in it. Probably means nothing. And what was this? This was the original picture with Pompeo, Trump, and Pence. And when Pompeo retweeted this out, look what it was. He cropped Pence out. Or no, this was a different picture. This was just a different picture. But he didn't retweet the one with Pompeo. Thing is, there's a lot of people saying, look at Pompeo. He didn't, he didn't retweet the one with Pence. What's going on with Pence? Is he going to get arrested? I don't know. I have no idea. But Pence tweeted this out. Uh, Pompeo tweeted this out. Project 1619 Project has the history exactly backward. Our founding is not evil. It is noble. America was founded by visionaries who knew we'd always strive for a more perfect union. So we have all these pictures here. And then Lynn Wood, he tweets the picture I just showed you guys of this meeting here. He tweets this. I love this picture posted by Pompeo today for a variety of reasons. I note that the portraits on the wall are portraits of President George Washington and President Harry Truman. Connect the dots. <laughs> I got the chills, guys. I got the chills. I got the chills. And one more picture I'm going to show you here. That I'm going to show you what Sidney Powell um, put out on this. Pompeo put this one out. And I thought this was such a powerful picture. We never, ever paid to get our people home. Appeasement invites more hostage-taking. We restored America's credibility. No more phony red lines or pallets of cash to dictators and bullies. Realism, Americans first. And this is a powerful picture here. It looks like a Mark Meadows, Pompeo. You guys might know who this guy is. I don't know his name off the top of my head. But when do you ever see the Democrats or anyone... Anyone on the left ever praying, getting on their knees and praying, showing some kind of faith in God, you don't see it exist anymore. You don't see it. Trump is, they're clearly in, in, in prayer right now. Clearly in prayer. And I just think, again, we have George Washington. I think that's Andrew Jackson in the back there, in the pictures. There is so much symbology here and so much going on. And even if that is an old picture... It doesn't matter to me. Pompeo tweeted this out yesterday. There is, there's messages being sent, and the fact that he said no more phony red lines. Remember when Trump said the, the red lines, uh, he redlined all those items in the COVID relief bill. No more phony red lines. I just wonder what they're talking about. And then he tweets out, hashtag Americans first. But Sidney Powell even tweeted these out together. Sydney Powell put this on her, um, this was on Telegram. Major Patriot put this one out. Sydney Powell posts on Telegram. And here it is. She said, why is Secretary Pompeo firing a phalanx of swagger tweets? Is this kind of a cryptic countdown or what? <laughs> and the one I left out here was uh, Gina Haspel. So you know what I'm thinking, guys? When I'm looking at all these pictures here, is Pompeo painting targets or showing the roadblocks that were originally there and now every, the dam's going to burst? Are they yucking it up and laughing, showing we're going to fucking show the American people for the first time everything we've been wanting to show them? We're going to take this. We're going to take this country back. What do you guys think? What do you guys think with all these pictures here? I would love to know. I would love to know. So while you guys are thinking about that, let's get into tonight's sponsor, which is, again, is my mother's business, Alula Wellness Breakthrough, 
M2 diet, which I actually started today, guys. And the best part about this diet, you don't even know. The first two days of the diet, you actually have to gain weight, as much weight as you possibly can. The goal is to gain at least five pounds in the first two days, and then you start the real diet. But what I'm going to show you here is their web is her website here, alulawellness.com. This is Breakthrough M2. is a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that uses homeopathic liquid drops and a structured, balanced diet. The drops support the body's ability to help to help clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, abnormal fat. While in the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use detailed food lists and exact amounts that help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for women is 20 to 25 pounds and men can lose 30 to 40 pounds. Doing a program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body to help you keep the weight off. And this is what the sign-up seat looks like. This can be the last diet you ever do. So, guys, if my mods can drop the links of this right now, the links are there. This will get you signed up. It will get you linked up with a coach, give you all the information you can speak. You're probably going to end up speaking to my sister because um, she also works there full-time. But we have all put on that COVID weight. We've all put on that weight, and me especially, I probably have probably 30 to 40 pounds to lose. I might go even further, but I have done this diet before. I did it three years ago, and I lost over 30 pounds in three weeks, guys. All natural. I promise you, you have never done a diet like this. I promise you, my mom's been in business doing this for about 10 years. It's a miracle diet. It's intense, but you get results, and if you have discipline, you will lose that weight so fast. You'll be ready by springtime. I got the dad bod going on, and I'm trying to work on that because if I go down to Florida, I certainly can't be looking like this. I can promise you that. So go check out olulawellness.com. That's my mother's business. Sign up and find out all about it and get your weight loss started. Get that COVID weight off because we have a country to save, and we cannot be out of shape at this point. We need to get ourselves ready, so go check them out. Thank you guys for doing that and allowing me to do that. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. So... What I want to end with tonight, because I got to bounce out here a little bit earlier tonight than usual. We've been hearing, remember when uh, Trump was called back, back to uh, the White House, like Pence was called back into the White uh, into the White House, cut the New Year's Eve party off. Pence was going to go to Israel. That was canceled. I saw this Newsmax story, and I'll start with this because I don't know how true this was. But I'm going to show it to you. This is rampant speculation with this article. I want to put that disclosure up there. I don't know if this article is good or not. But I wanted to show you guys what we saw here. Rohini, Rohini declares Trump will be dead in a few days as Iran. U.S. relations keep crumbling. And apparently, uh, the Iranian president declared that President Trump, Trump will be dead in a few days during a speech to his Islamic nation's cabinet. As the first anniversary of the killing of a general in the country's military approached. Remember Salamini? Remember him? Yeah, we took that bastard out. Salamini, the leader of Iran's uh, Quds Force, described by military specialists as an unconventional war and clandestine operations unit, was killed in a targeted drone strike on January 3rd, 2020. That was approved by Trump. The U.S. Department of Defense blamed Salamini for hundreds of deaths and injuries to Americans. He was purportedly killed while in neighboring Iraq while actively developing plans to attack American diplomats and service members in Iraq and throughout the region. So... I don't even know if that's true or not, but I did see this article come out from Breitbart today. And there's I, the only reason why I brought this up is because the rumblings that I'm seeing here, um, they seem to be no joke. Iran is preparing to prosecute President Trump on anniversary of Salamini drone strike. 
Yes, they are actually trying to put this thing together. A high-ranking Iranian official announced Wednesday that the nation would soon publish an indictment against the individuals responsible for the drone strikes that eliminated Major General Qassam Salamini, the head of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard, Cuts Force, a year ago on Sunday. And President Donald Trump ordered this airstrike back on January 3rd. This is tomorrow, 2020, in Baghdad. Both the H, the IRGC, and the Hezbollah brigades are U.S.-designated foreign terrorist organizations. And as head of the Quds Force, Salamini led the IRGC's international operations and foreign policy. U.S. officials believe that he is responsible for the death and severe injury of hundreds of American soldiers, pioneering the use of IEDs that often results in the loss of limbs. Salamini was also believed to be a main point of contact between Iran and rogue states like Venezuela, which held a funeral in his honor. All I'm going to say about this, all I'm going to say is that if they, if they want to go down this route and threaten our soldiers, threaten the president, Iran's going to turn into rubble. They're going to turn into rubble. Even though it was last week when um, those bombs were raining down, um, I think it was, I think it was Iraq. I think it was Iraq where the bombs were raining down on a U.S. base out, out there. And they're able to be intercepted. And as, as, as I know, I don't think any American died. I, I don't even know if anybody was wounded. But as far as I know, nobody died. Trump tweeted out, if, if there is a single American that dies, you are going to pay for it. And it's going to be a hundredfold. Uh, out of the many reasons why I love Trump, the fact that he will stand up for Americans and look at other countries in the eye and say, let's see who flinches first. You attack me. It's going to be hell on earth for your country. We don't want to hurt anyone. And we're not going after the civilians. That's not what I'm saying. These, uh, these corrupt, these corrupt, uh, disgusting uh, presidents out in Iran, though, that push gay people off the tops of roofs, that hold, uh, that hold their, uh, they're holding their country hostage. Those kind of people, they hate Americans, and they, and they tweet, they, they put on Twitter all the time how they're going to strike and uh, carry out revenge on the uh, on America, and Twitter has no problem with that. There's probably media that would even, in this country, that would be celebrating if Trump were to be indicted and sent over to Iran for his crimes. Because remember, when Salamini got killed, the media, especially the Washington Times and the New York Times, they were uh, presenting Salamini as almost as a scholar, as a hero. I'm not even joking. We've covered it. It's on. I've, I've covered it on this show. But it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. The last thing I want to cover here, guys, this is going to make you all smile. You're going to love this. Ian Miles Chong here says, choose your fighter. <laughs> so this was Mitch McConnell's house that we saw today. There's a nice note on his door that says, where's my money? This is out in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and Southern says, says, F Mitch. And there's other derogatory things spray painted on his window. So that was Mitch out here on the East Coast. Let's go to the West Coast. This was in front of Nancy Pelosi's uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, apartment. It says 2K with a with a slash mark through it. Cancel rent. And when I read when you read cancel rent, and you see this A here with the circle, you can know this was Antifa or somebody on a group on the left. And it says we want everything. There is a pig head which looks like some real uh, pig blood there, and then fake blood trailing from the garage. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? 
So when you, this is from the Gateway Pundit. Mitch McConnell's home was vandalized. But where's my money? One day after a pig's head was left at Pelosi's house. Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's home in Louisville has been vandalized. The graffiti comes one day after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was targeted with vandalism and a pig head that was left at her door. And people were saying, how the hell did this happen? Don't they have security? The security's there when she's there. When she's not there, they're not there. So this is, this is essentially how this happened. But we all know the saying, right? We all know the saying. There will be a day that these people cannot walk down the street, and that's exactly what's happening here. So I want to play this quick video, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to wrap it up tonight, showing exactly our, our brethren that came before us and what they did. And they armed up. They formed their militias to take over and fight for this country to get away from the tyranny that, that was Britain at the time. This nice little video here, uh, just showing uh, just showing that. I'm gonna play it here real quick. Watch this. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. This is the issue of this election. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? Now, you guys might have your beliefs. I have my beliefs of uh, the universe, souls, and all that stuff. I do believe souls are eternal, no matter what uh, religion you believe in. But I do believe, I do believe our souls live multiple timelines, and they come back during certain time periods to carry out, to learn about thyself. And when I see patriots with the uh, hatchets and the and the lamps and the muskets, I can't help but think, ladies and gentlemen, at one point we all were these people at some point. And whether you believe in that or not, it's fine. I don't really care. Everyone has their own beliefs. I really believe we all have that spirit instilled in all of us now. And we are those modern day warriors. And um, even though I don't get out in the streets, people make fun of, uh, a lot of people make fun of people like us. You sit behind a keyboard and a computer, what are you really doing? What we're doing is amplifying the truth. Using what God gave us as our strongest weapon, which is our voice. And that's why it's so serious that these people when they censor us, they're taking away our strongest, our strongest voice to do this. And I really believe we uh, we are we envelope what those what those patriots stood for, and we are those modern day patriots, and we're all going to show up on the sixth, and I will be there in spirit, and it's going to be great. So, thank you guys so much, so much. This was a great show. This was a great show. I didn't. I didn't think I was going to fill up an hour and a half. I didn't have really too too much to go over. But thank you so much from uh, Michael for your donation on Cash App. Uh, two of them actually. Thank you, and and Lara also on Cash App for the donation. You guys can keep donating there. It's a great way to support the show. Um, I really appreciate it. That money goes back into this channel. It's going to make the channel better. 
Um, at some point, I'm going to get a uh, upgraded camera, a legit professional camera. I've been wanting to for a while. I have been wanting to. It's just taking the plunge on it. It's gonna make what you see just, just God, just so much better and crisp. And this this camera works, but I'm gonna take it up a notch. But thank you guys so much. Thank you. Let me go back here. Let's see what we got. We crushed it on numbers, guys. We crushed it again on numbers. We almost got 4,500 viewers here on, on a Saturday night, which is great. So don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, you have methods on the top of the hour at 8 o'clock and then Red Pill at 9. And he's got a special guest talking about Space Force aliens, which I cannot wait to watch and see what his guest has to talk about. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. Love it. Yeah, and if I want to, I might do something where we can maybe raise funds for a new camera. And if I go that route, I, I don't like asking for money. But if I do go that route and want to have like a crowdsource from you guys, I will be fully 100% transparent and give you guys updates on, on the camera, the amount that was donated, and show you guys everything if I ever were to do a route like that. I am 100% truthful and honest with my, my woke fam. I consider you guys family. Um, so if I go that route, I will do that. And I will give every one of you updates on my shows, showing you where money is going, any of that stuff. I have no problem with that. But I'm not hurting on money right now. I've been blessed. God's blessed me, my family, and all of you out there have been um, just absolutely fantastic um, with supporting the show ever since YouTube took me down. And before that, shout out to, I think, uh, Red Pill is host. Thank you, Red Pill, for hosting me. Methods hosting me as well. And Space Shot, thank you guys, my friends. Um, for for uh, hosting my show, I really appreciate that. Really appreciate. It. Let me open the chest before I forget. Chest is going to be open in thirty seconds. And don't forget, guys. Don't forget. If you want to go to my website, you can check out my store. Um, the Christmas ornaments are still there. I don't know how much longer we're going to keep them up, but we're going to keep them up. Um, if you guys want them for next year, we're going to update the uh, shop. I try to update the shop at least once every month, month and a half, but you can get all your woke swag, your t-shirts, your V-necks, your, ho your hoodies for the ladies, all that stuff. We have the coffee mugs, really great stuff. We have beer mug, we have uh, beer mugs, beer sign mugs, the uh, Yeti water bottles, um, all that stuff. And of course the hats and uh, really awesome stuff like magnets. You can always get something there for yourself, support the show. It's all really good stuff. And of course you guys can go to wokesocize.tv if you sign up here, you can sign up for a monthly uh, subscription. It's cheaper than a Netflix subscription, and you, or you can sign up for a yearly subscription. That's going to have exclusive content just for the members on there, and it's a great way for you to become a personal sponsor of the show. And the best part about it that people are loving, when you sign up in here, guys, you can watch me on Roku. Watch me right from the comfort of your television. So that is all there as well. So go check it out. There's many ways to support me. I'm on BitChute. I'm on Rumble. I'm on Library, Odyssey. And when you guys go on BitChute, type in my name, Woke Society, as one word, as a search, or separate it. I don't know which one, but I do know for a fact on Rumble, when you search my name, it's one word. I don't know why, but when you search Woke Societies with one word, my channel pops up, and all my replays are there as well. So I think that covers it all. Let me hop over here and see what we got as far as our top donators tonight. We got Sassy in Wisconsin. Space shot. Thanks, brother. Rough flight. What else we got? What else we got? Anon 74. 
Heather, July 16th. Heather, always showing up. Thank you so much. I know you had a great time the other night watching Drunk drunk Societies. That was fun. KH Farmer, always showing up. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Mark, 22-2714. FTW, fourth. Sookie coming in at number three. Awesome. DJD75, second at 3.898 lemons. And Junebug with 5,000. 784 lemons for our top contributor. I did, Scott. Love that show. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to be on a diet, so I won't be able to do uh, any drunk societies coming up. But when I'm off there, things level out. Um, I'm going to get creative with the shows that I do. I know a lot of people had fun. A lot of people had fun with drunk societies, so it was a good time. Maybe, like I said before, I'll throw up, uh, I'll throw up some games and we can just talk, talk personal stories. We can just have campfire night. And uh, you can just watch me play Call of Duty or something. And uh, we can just talk about the world, talk about the news, talk about whatever the hell you guys want. It'll be a good time. Always a good time. Always trying to expand here. My goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to get um, five days a week. That's the goal. Five days a week of, of content. No, there's no throwing. No, I know my limits. Trust me, I know my limits. It's been a long, long, long time since I've thrown up from alcohol. Trust me. Trust me. So we got everything taken care of. We got everybody. We got the chest out there for all you guys. So thank you. Thank you so much. Let me just make sure I didn't get any more donations here. Let me hop over. Donations are covered. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Let's see. Make sure I didn't miss anybody else. Okay, my brother took down the Christmas ornaments. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Daddy Crab, thank you so much for the uh, diamond. Let me check my pill chat. I don't want to forget about you guys. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. No power chats on pilled. Wonderful. And I just want to point something out real quick. Um, Rich, I know you donated yesterday. I tried to email you back, but it wouldn't go through. You donated a big... A big super chat yesterday on Pilled. And uh, Red Pill is going to give you a call out tonight. And uh, sometimes we just miss these things as, as as creators on channels. It's okay. It's all right. But I hope you're still going to watch us and you don't take it personal or anyone take, doesn't take it personal. If we miss anyone that donates to the show and we miss it, it happens. We make mistakes, but it's, it's, it, it's not because we don't care about your support. We appreciate each and every one of you. So... Um, I know Red Pill said he was going to do that. So it's all good. It's all good, man. I hope you're still going to watch us. We're definitely not uh, trying to uh, miss anything. And I, you know, I need to work on engaging more with the chat during the show. It's just I like keeping a flow of things. I like keeping the flow going. I don't like to stop. I have a, there's a script in my head that I like to go with. Why is Mama Bear? God bless. Thank you so much for the diamond. I really appreciate that. Lots of love in the chat. Lots of love in the chat. You guys were great. You guys were really awesome. Pterodactyl said, Ted Cruz is speaking at the Georgia rally tomorrow. No, I thought the Georgia rally was Monday. I thought it was Monday. I could be, I could be wrong. Best Annie, you're awesome. Thank you so much for the diamond. How's the co-host search going? Not good. <laughs> not good, but it's not it's not anyone's fault. It's not my fault. That's gonna take uh 
it's gonna take. Uh, it's gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm super picky with that. Whoever that's gonna be, um, it's gonna. They're gonna have to work right off the bat, and I prefer experience doing a live show too. That's what I'm looking for. Once I have the co-host, the co-host is gonna be on on the uh, on the alternate days. Not gonna have the co-host on every day. I'm too selfish. I like producing my show. I like the music. I love doing everything. I'm just a control freak when it comes to this because it's my baby. And um, it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. All right, guys. I got to head out. I got to go pick up our dinner tonight. And I have to gorge myself for two, uh, tonight and tomorrow. I have to gain. I have to try to gain five pounds. That's what I'm saying. This diet's awesome. You have to actually try to gain weight the first two days. And then after that, I'm telling you, it's a boot camp. It's a boot camp. And no, I, I will not be doing tryouts for the <laughs> for the uh, co-hosting spot. Definitely not. I know where that road's going to go, and it's not going to be good. <laughs> so, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up. Join me. So, what's my schedule like next week? I'm going to be on with True Reporting Thomas on Monday on his show. I don't remember the time, but that's going to happen Monday night. Tuesday is going to be my live stream as regularly scheduled. Wednesday, we have to see what's going on. I don't know. I know me and Methods are going to be doing something. If me and him are going to be doing something separately, just because of everything with the events going on January 6th, we might just be, everyone might just be streaming their rally or well, whatever themselves. We might do a show together, then stream the rally. We don't know. We're going to figure it out, but we're going to be doing something. Thursday, my regular scheduled stream. Friday, I'm going to have Crypto Beatles on. And then Saturday is going to be a packed, uh, another, another live stream. So you guys are going to have me six days next week. Next week is going to be a busy, busy week. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So we will meet again, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow. If you're going to see me, I will drop the links to Thomas's uh, channel on DLive tomorrow. You can catch me on his channel. And then Tuesday, you guys get me again. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Going to be awesome. Best. And he says, I will co-host with you on the best nanny ever. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. But thank you, guys. Stay safe. Stay warm. And Stay woke.